covering the Chiefs the day Patrick Mahomes was born. He was covering the Chiefs the day Mahomes brought the Lombardi Trophy back to Kansas City. Kansas City has won their first Super Bowl in 50 years. 50 years of lifetime. He's Adam Teicher of ESPN on the program. Let's talk some Chiefs football here on Super Bowl week. We're less than a week from the uh, kickoff of Super Bowl 58. Our man, uh, Adam Teicher, is in Vegas. He's brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. If you have suffered an orthopedic injury, be it uh, in everyday life, I don't know, maybe the uh, steps were slick and you took a tumble down the stairs. I was almost headed in. That happened to me. He slipped on the uh, stairs, twisted the ankle uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, I was headed to the uh, University of Kansas Health System. My wife was there uh, several months ago, in and out in less than 30 minutes. That's right. Be seen by the same experts that care for your chiefs. Uh, if you've got an orthopedic injury, whether it's sports or everyday life, uh, they can see you quickly. Walk-in care is available at 435 and all. Uh, weekdays, 8 to 7. Saturdays, 8 to 2. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash orthopedics. We welcome Adam Teicher to the program. Adam, how are you, sir? Doing well, Seren. Uh, not body wit well, but still doing well. Yeah, how about that? Uh, pretty big time uh, here locally uh, sports. you got the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and locking up the uh, franchise player for the Royals for some extra years. Not bad being a uh, Kansas City sports fan right now. Absolutely, absolutely. Been a few good years. Uh, we're, we're, it's on a, we're on a roll lately, for sure, in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, all right, what do we think? Uh, let's Let's start with the news we got. I guess it broke yesterday about Patrick Mahomes' father getting a DWI. Listen, it wasn't Patrick Mahomes, but this is a distraction that the team, you know, would I'm sure prefer not to have. Certainly Patrick would prefer not to have. Le- level of, of worry as far as it being uh, something that is, creates a problem for Mahomes or any, anyone else on the team. Yeah, you don't know. These those things you just don't know. I, I wouldn't think it would be a huge... Uh, thing for him or anyone else, but you just don't know. Um, you know, he seems to be able to block these things out, but um, um, you know, it's not like it happened, you know, the night before the game or two nights before the game or anything like that. So we'll have some time to work through this. But um, I still, uh, you still don't know until they get going in the game and you, you see what's what. Uh, he's going to get peppered with questions about it tonight at the big media day, don't I'm you think? Sure. I would think so. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think this one's going unnoticed. Um, he is. Do, do he, he never shows that anything is bothering him. But whether it's been his brother's legal issues or his wife stirring something up, which by the way we haven't heard any of that for quite some time. By the way, but you know, on social media, when she was more active on social media or creating more of a stir, I don't know. I don't follow her on anything, so I don't know. If she's still firing out things, but you know, he never seems to let it bother him. Have you heard anything that? You know, behind closed doors, it, it can get to him, or is he just that Teflon when it comes to you know shutting out the outside noises? No, I, I have not heard. Excuse me, I've not heard a lot about that with him. Um, but you know, he, he's a human being. You know, and and these things. Uh, you know, have to affect you on some level. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, he can't, uh, he's not capable of blocking it out and preparing for a football game like he otherwise would and, and playing well on Sunday. I certainly capable of doing all those things. But, you know, it's on some level, you, uh, you know, this has to be some kind of distraction for you. It, it just has to be. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so that, that'll come and go. Kadarius Tony, are we going to see him uh, at the media <laughs> festivities tonight? Just to piss you off, I think he will. No, um, I, I I wouldn't expect that he'd be there. I, I don't know uh, what his plans are or not, but uh, I wouldn't expect that he would be there. But uh, we'll see. You know, you never know about these things. Um, it's going to be interesting to see whether he does show up. Do we know what the official rules are regarding that? Uh, my understanding is they're all supposed to be there. But um, I know last year there were some guys who weren't for the Chiefs, so... Uh, you know, it's not 100% compliance. I don't know if the league just says, okay, you know, as long as most of the guys, the big names are out there and most of the other guys, then we're not going to, we're not going to fight you on a couple, a couple other guys. I don't know what the rules are there, but, uh, my understanding they're all supposed to be there. Now, whether the league enforces that rule or not is, is another question. Well, we remember Marshawn Lynch standing there at the Super Bowl, the Seahawks. Uh, I'm just yeah. here so I don't get fined is all he'd say to everybody that was there. I mean, so I assume there's a fine if you don't show up for it, you know, I, I don't know what happens if the team says, uh, no, you're not going. That, that would seem like a, a, a different scenario, but um, we'll see uh, whether or not he's there and, and what he gets asked if he is there. We'll see if he ends up being at the, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday events. Yeah, those two, those, are the, those fall in the same category. Those are all... Uh... Uh, my understanding is those are all mandatory events for all 53 players. So um, um, if he's not, then that would be technically at least in violation of the rule. And, and Matt Derrick will rain down on them <laughs> as the head of the Pro Football Writers Association here. They will have to deal with the wrath of Matt Derrick. Is that correct? Which I think we all know no one wants to do, by the way. Once Matt gets his, his claws into you, it, it's all over. So uh, they've messed with the wrong guy if they're messing with him. If you walk into the room and there's one table that's got razor wire around it, that's what they're going to put him at a table, not let anyone get close to him. Yeah, yeah, make sure, yeah, make sure nobody can get up there and talk to him. Um, all right, what do you think the uh, themes are going to be? Have you talked to some of the other folks that are there from maybe other towns? Like, What, what do we think the emerging themes are going to be for the Super Bowl? Well, the the only one that I can tell is Taylor Swift, and that's it. That's the theme for this year's Super Bowl. I would expect everybody, and particularly Travis Kelsey, to be getting Taylor Swift questions. You know, and from a football sense, it's like, what are the Chiefs on the verge of accomplishing here? You know, is this a dy- I mean, you know, what kind of dynasty is this? Um, you know, is this uh, you know a modern day? You know, given the rules they have to deal with, I mean, is this like the old Steelers or is this like the old uh, Dolphins or whatever? You know, it, it, it is truly remarkable either way. But I, I expect there's to be some discussion about uh, those kinds of things, whether the Chiefs can be the first team to repeat in 20 years. So, um, you know, in, in a football sense, I think those will be the things that people uh, want to know about. Do you think this team is a dynasty? I think in the way the NFL is currently constructed, yeah, with free agency and a salary cap and all that, yeah, I do think it is. Uh, you know, four out of five years is a pretty good, uh, pretty good run. And the one they didn't, it should be, it could be six out of six, right? Uh, two uh, overtime losses in the AFC Championship. I mean, they're that close to being six for six here. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this is as much of a dynasty as you're going to see going forward. Uh, so, yeah, I do consider it. You know, it's only been five, well, six years counting uh, the, the Mahomes era is now six years. This is six season. It's only been six. So, you know, I, I'd feel better calling it that 
if it were if it keeps going, if it, it gets to eight or ten years, but six years is still an unbelievable accomplishment. Yeah, I, I think three championships is what it takes to be a dynasty in my yeah. mind. Yeah, right? well, three out of five would be pretty good. Yeah, oh, it'd be phenomenal, and and there would really be no signs of it stopping. Right? Like, I mean, that to me, what's at stake here is not only everything that comes with that win, but it gives you the opportunity to start next year with one of the ultimate carrots, a chance to be the first team to win three straight Super Bowls. I mean, you, you, you don't, you're not even on the green until you've won the first two. They would have that done, and that's about the only way I think you could find something to you know, it would be a great motivator for a team that seemingly has done everything already. Yeah, and, and if you're on this team, you've been on all those championship teams, what a, uh, what a unique thing to have. And it's particularly true if you're Pat Mahomes or, or um, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, one of the big timers on the team. But it's true for the lesser players as well. So I, I would think that would be a big uh, a motivator as you go through the offseason and all that to try to be the first team to do that. But uh, um, so, yeah, I do think that's a big uh, thing for them to shoot for. It looks like, yet again, the uh, coaching staff will remain largely intact. But they did lose Brant Tillis to the Carolina Panthers. He, he got a uh, bigger job with Carolina. How much does that affect this team moving forward? Yeah, well, you know, it's about time their front office got raided um, because that we haven't seen a whole lot of that over the years. And uh, um, But, you know, there are some good – football people there who know how to get things done and um, you know so yeah I, I think there is going to be an adjustment without Brant Tillis um, you know he's a pretty sharp guy who uh, has helped the Chiefs in a lot of ways uh, the salary cap among them and uh, yeah so they you know but they they the Chiefs have been preparing for um, uh, times like this they have people in the pipeline who they're getting ready to uh, promote or, or, or bring in from other organizations to uh, help them out with these things. But, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a thing, that losing Brad Tellis is uh, – they'll, they'll, um, they'll have some work to do to overcome that, no doubt. Are you surprised that they haven't lost uh, more of the coaching staff? And not necessarily from getting hired. I know it's it's tough to hire away position coaches, right, because you got to be basically hiring them for coordinators. But, you know, Matt House left. It didn't end up working out because he got fired as the LSU defensive coordinator. But, you know, he looked around and went, okay, I'm linebacker coach here. I'm not – Steve Spagnuolo's not going anywhere, so I'm not going to be the D.C. here. So I'm going to go take that LSU defensive coordinator job. Most guys don't leave, though, right? Like, they, they – they, is it because they're not wanted? Or is it because well, they're like, no, nah, this is a pretty good gig? Well, I think it's a little of both. Um, you know, Mike Kafka was the guy who moved on. He, yeah. he saw he saw no future. You know, Eric Bannemey was still here at the time. He saw no future. You know, Matt, Matt Nagy was probably going to be next in line to be co- coordinator. So he uh, he had to move on to get what he wanted. But really, guys love coaching for Andy Reid, and they they for a lot of the same reasons, guys like playing for Andy Reid. You know, yeah. Uh, so I, I think there's a little bit of truth in both, but. I think there's more truth in the fact that the guys love coaching for Andy Reid. He's uh, he's really loyal to you. He'll, uh, in a lot of cases, uh, they they believe he'll make you a better coach than you otherwise would be had you not coached for Andy Reid. So uh, 
a lot of guys just really enjoy, um, and, and the stability here is, is pretty good. So a lot of guys really uh, enjoy coaching for Andy Reid for a lot of reasons. Uh, just a sidebar, Eric Bieniemy did move on, uh, got an associate yep. head coaching job uh, there with the commanders in an effort to maybe improve his resume for being a head coach. It was announced today by Dan Quinn that he would not be, and I think everyone knew this because they were looking for Cliff Kingsbury uh, to come in and be the offensive coordinator, but that he would not be back in Washington. What do you think happens next for uh, Eric Bieniemy? Yeah, good question. I think he's back to being a running back coach somewhere. You know, somebody will take him in and he'll coach running backs, and that maybe is going to be what it is for him. Um, Not to say he couldn't get a head coaching job, but the fact that he didn't, correct me if I'm wrong, he didn't get any interviews this year other than uh, for head coaching jobs other than Washington. You know, maybe it, maybe his time has come and gone for that. That um, it's just not going to happen for him. So I, I would think that if he's going to be in the NFL anywhere next year, it would be as a running backs coach. Yeah, uh, he's probably got a couple year deal, right? When he go get an associate head coach job, he could probably sit this year and, and get paid. I'm sure he had a two year deal, don't you think? Yeah, I, I would. Uh, you know, you, you you went to Washington knowing that was probably going to be a lame duck situation. That was going to be a one and done there. So I don't know why he would go there, leaving a situation like the Chiefs. I don't know why he would go there for a, just a one year contract. Yeah, so he's probably got a couple of years. Um, all right, what do you think the key is in this game? What 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 has to happen for a Chiefs win? Is it you know stay away from the turnovers? Is it you know, the defense has got to win the day. It's got to be low scoring. What, what kind of game do you think uh, the Chiefs have got to play to win? Yeah, well, I, you know, I've been on this train for a while. Um, but I, I do feel like if the Chiefs can play their game, you know, if they can play a clean game offensively and not, um, you know, drop passes and get penalties and, and turn the ball over like we've talked about for most of the year, I felt like they could be a, a good team. And, and uh, so to me, that's always a thing. You know, I think getting a lead in this game is going to be a big thing. That'll uh, keep the running game in play, make the 49ers defend that. Um, they've not been very good, particularly lately, in defending the run. So uh, I think that's a big thing. So um, two keys I'm looking for just right off the bat are you know, getting out ahead like they did in Baltimore early and uh, um, staying away from the, the things that have been were, were making them a mortal team all year long. Is Joey Bosa – wait a minute, which one is it? Is it Nick or Nick. Joey? Nick, is Nick Bosa uh, the, the key, stopping him when the, when the Chiefs are on offense, making sure he's not creating havoc? Yeah, well, he can do that. I mean, he had a great Super Bowl against the Chiefs, you remember, a few years ago. Um, but the Chiefs were able to, to – uh, they were good enough to to overcome that. Um, you know, are they good enough to overcome that this year if he has another big game? Uh, I think so. But, um, yeah, he has that potential. So that's a guy for sure that you uh, – you keep your eye on, and, and um, you wonder, uh, you know, what, where is he on all, at all on all plays, and what's the plan for him? Can the Chiefs replicate what the Packers did with with running the ball so effectively against you know the the, the conversation has been like the Forty ers run defense is trash, but it's actually statistically over the course of the regular season ranked much better than the Chiefs rush defense. Um, what, what do you know? Why can or can't the Chiefs replicate the success the Packers have with Aaron Jones on the ground? Yeah, well, I, I wonder a little bit about Andy Reid's willingness to do that. You know, how, how often is he going to take the ball out of Pat Mahomes' hands? You know, maybe he's willing to do that uh, and, and and give the ball a, a good dose to Pacheco on Sunday and, and get it done that way. So, uh, you know, that part of the game has been real. It's been a, a 
huge um, go-to thing for the Chiefs in the playoffs. Even though it wasn't as productive in the AFC Championship game, it was still uh, a meaningful thing that, that some, you know, the Chiefs had somewhere they could turn to for that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I think uh, the Chiefs are in good shape when they run the ball on Sunday. A minute who out causes how much fear for you? Well, no, that's, um, you know, on top of the Derek Noddy injury, now they're down two of their defensive linemen that they really like, and, you know, they, they've got some bodies there, but you look at their rotation and the, 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 the patterns of how they use those guys, and they were really only maybe seven guys that they were real fired up about using, and now two of them are gone. So um, um, you know, now they're going to be having to play guys who – their actions at least would show that they're not comfortable with. And, and so guys like Felix are going to have to play, and they're going to have to play well on Sunday. So, yeah, I, I think that's a um, – uh, I, I don't – I think of all the injuries that Chiefs have right now, that's the biggest um, among guys who aren't going to play is uh, Omenahue. I, I, that's, that's, this is not a good opponent, and this is not a good time not to have him because uh, he was playing well, and um, he's going to be tough to replace. The uh, Chiefs played the 49ers last year, and they had on offense 200-yard receivers. Uh, That was MVS and and Juju Smith-Schuster. And then 98 yards for Travis Kelsey. You know, you you mentioned the the run the ball versus throw the ball. Like, what do you remember about that game and why the Chiefs were so dominant? I think 44-23 was the final. Why, Why were they so dominant in that game? Yeah, that was one of those games. Mahomes was just in a zone, like he can get sometimes. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that game was uh, spectacular in, in how the Chiefs handled that one. They got a big turnover, um, made Jimmy Garoppolo throw an interception, and, and down in the red zone, and that sort of turned the game in the Chiefs' favor for good. So uh, yeah, I, I'd, uh, the Chiefs would love. Uh, um, repeat performance, no doubt. I, I can't see it happening, but um, who knows? Maybe uh, Chiefs can find a way to make it work. I mean, in some ways, I look at the Niners and be like, they're lucky to be here because they were trailing the last two times. Yeah. And otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I have the second half, they were dominant. Like, what? What is this the? Is this the NFC's best team? Probably, but you know, I, I still feel like Dan Campbell helped them with his. His those fourth down decisions that he makes before the game starts. He doesn't think about what the game situation is or or any of that. I, I feel like he's you know, he's kind of helped the 49ers out last week with some of those calls that he uh, had them do. And, and uh, you know, Green Bay missed a field goal. Maybe if they, you know, in the what, I think it was in the fourth quarter, if they hit, hit that field goal or was it the end of the first half or whenever it was, they. Uh, if they had that late in the game, maybe that game turns out differently. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, the 49ers are a formidable opponent. I, I don't want to say it any other way, but, um, you know, they're not – I feel like the Chiefs have been through worse lately in terms of opponents, um, particularly having to go to Buffalo on the road and Baltimore on the road. So um, I, I feel like if the Chiefs are good enough to beat those teams away from home, they're good, to, they're good enough to beat this opponent at a neutral field. Yeah, I think there's a chance uh, that if the defense plays up to its capabilities, that, that you know, the, the postscript to this is – you know, was this one of the great defenses in NFL history, right? If they go out and handle the 49ers, I think one thing like 
that I, every time I go on somewhere, and I'm sure you've been on in a million places as well, but it is, I, I talk about that. Like, this is the best cornerback combo, right? And Steve Spagnuolo and Dave Merritt know how to you know, do work with, with really good defensive backs. But having McDuffie and Snead, you can pretty much just take two guys and say, those two guys are out. Let's play nine on nine with the rest. And, you know, so like you get excited. Well, they got Kittle and they got McCaffrey and everything. Yeah, but the Chiefs are one of the few teams that can be like, well, Ayuk and Samuel, they're not having big days on these two guys. And so we'll throw them out there on an island. Do you expect, you know, the usual array of defenses or do we see a lot more man, man to man and just challenge uh, the, the 49er receivers with his great corners? No, I'm thinking we're going to see the variety because Steve Spagnuolo has a lot he can go to. I mean, the Chiefs are so versatile defensively. There's a lot they can do and do it well. So he can really, um, you know, he can really pick and choose what he likes. And, uh, you know, hey, there's been a few games this year, as we know, where they started slowly, excuse me, defensively, and, uh, um, but they adjusted and things turned around later on in the game. So, uh, you know, he's got a lot he can go to. And what, Whatever it is he chooses to do, if it's not working early in the game, the Chiefs can certainly uh, pivot and find something that will. That's uh, that, that's the beauty of what they've got going on now. Is there's so much they can go to that, um, uh, and, and Steve Spagnuolo is not afraid to go to it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I, I think this is, you know, a chance for for him to get back, and it maybe doesn't get a job this year, but next year if he has, a, if he finishes this off, do you do you think he'll be on the list of uh, head coaching candidates for next year? Yeah, well, he probably should be, but I, I don't know. I'm wondering whether his time hasn't come and gone. You know, I know he was the coach, obviously, but it's been several years now with the Rams. But, um, you know, he hasn't been getting those uh, interviews. And, uh, you know, it seems like if you're, if you're coaching with an assistant coach with a team that's going deep in the playoffs, you better be a young, hot shot guy. It, it, they're not going to wait for a veteran guy like Steve Spagnolo. it doesn't seem like. You know, it seems like the ones they're going to hire are, are the younger guys. So that that's who teams are going to wait for. You know, the Mike McDonald's of the world, that's who they're going to wait for. They're not going to wait for a Steve Spagnolo. So in that sense, I think coaching for the Chiefs really uh, – works against him if, if his goal is to get back to be a head coach someday. And then last question, uh, are you gambling up a storm? I have not. I have not put a nickel down anywhere other than at some restaurants. So, uh, no, I am not. Uh, I'm not really a Vegas guy, you know. I'm just uh, – Really? Yeah, I come here and I, I – when the Chiefs play here in the regular season, I'll try to go hiking the day before the game, go up to the mountains and stuff. So – I'm just not a big Vegas guy. Never done it for me. What about that big? What about that big photo on social media with you, like with like a carton of smokes and sitting in front of the slot machine, just you know pressing the the button like a lab rat hitting the feeder pellet? Um, how'd that get out there? I, I, I do that, you know, ten times in my life, and now I'm branded for life as that that's who I am, you know? So, not a Vegas guy. Does that not count your residency with Thunder Down Under? Yeah, yeah, that's I'm big in that too. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm sitting in my hotel room right now. I'm looking out over the Sphere, which has got the NFL logo on it right now. A little while ago, had the 49ers helmet, and then it went to the Chiefs helmet. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on in this town, but um, I, I, its charms have somehow eluded me. I, I'm not. This is not. Uh, might try to take in a show maybe later in the week, but um, I, this, the charms of Vegas is just sort of. I've, I've, I've never done it for me. What do you think? Like Shinlin? 
a little magic, you know? What would what's an Adam Teicher show look like in Vegas? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, topless review, something, like, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. There now you're talking my language there. <laughs> uh, but uh, I uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, look what's out there. But uh, maybe later on in the week, I'll give it a shot. Blue Man Group. I I would see the Blue Man Group. I I, I would do that. Yeah. He's going to wait to see what's in from what information's on those little cards that people pass out along the strip. Yeah, out on the strip, yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Save, save two fifty on the tickets. Okay. <laughs> there you go, uh, Mr. Vegas. They call him Adam Teicher, uh, joining us. You know me well. All right, Adam. We'll get your official prediction when we get to you on Friday, buddy. Enjoy the week. Uh, enjoy the melee that is that Monday night media day, and we'll talk on uh, Friday. Good stuff, guys. Talk to you then. Hi, right, there he goes, uh, Adam Teicher. Opening for Wayne Newton. Yeah, headed out. Uh, you know, it could be a comedy show, magic act. We don't know. We're not going to take in a show of some sort. Can't wait to hear what show he sees. Jabberwockies. Can't you just see him getting excited like a little kid at that jousting they have at the Excalibur? Yeah, that was one of the ones Big I threw at Kevin Harlan. The uh, Tournament of Kings. I mean, I threw the four shows at Kevin Harlan, and he only got one of them. I think if he um, if he handles any kind of entertainment the way he handles usually the first answer he gets from Andy Reid on the Monday morning, Monday afternoon Zoom, some great show. Okay, yeah, <laughs> be be great to see Andy Reid at the Excalibur Tournament of Kings gnawing on a turkey leg and. When full coach regalia, you know, hat, pull over. Jason Kelsey. Headphones yeah. still for some reason on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Waving a turkey leg at somebody. Yeah, It'll be good times. Uh, let's take a break. We'll uh, open the phone lines. We haven't had a chance to take calls yet. Big day as Bobby Witt Jr. inks what will be at least seven more years with the Kansas City Royals. Could be up to 14 years uh, with the Royals. Uh, that is big news uh, for the uh, boys in blue. And, of course, Super Bowl. Royals, Chiefs, Sporting, KUK State, Missouri. Always a topic here in the program. Um, you're listening uh, to our Super Bowl coverage. Super Bowl 58. You'll hear it right here on your home of the National Football League. Sports Radio 810. WHB. The City Barbecue Burnt End of the Hour Answer. Isaiah Pacheco expected to start in the Super Bowl in each of his first two seasons. Who was the last running back to do that? You got this pretty quickly. Uh, Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett is the only other running back to do it. Super Bowls 12 and 13 for the Cowboys. Chiefs hope that he doesn't follow, the Pacheco doesn't follow that pattern of lose and or win then lose. But uh, he'll be the second one ever. Pretty that's the, that's pretty impressive, yeah. Nice it is. I mean, obviously, a lot of it doesn't have anything to do with you. You, you certainly yeah, contribute right. to right. the team, but you need a pretty good team around you as well. Yep. But yep. that's not bad when it's you and Tony Dorsett. I know. When when it's you and a, and a first ballot Hall of Famer, eh, that'll, that'll work. Yeah, that plays. That plays pretty good. Which goes back to a question we've asked many times. What the hell was going on at Rutgers? Yeah. By the way, someone noted... Uh, not offense. Yeah, you're not right. That, yeah. Right. Someone noted that Eric Bieniemy, uh rode Patrick Mahomes to two Super Bowl championships, and he was replaced in Washington by a guy who couldn't ride Patrick Mahomes to a bowl win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's uh, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, that is pretty. My friend good. Kevin on, on on Twitter said that. that do you, irony. Do you think uh, Cliff Kingsbury will be a success as an OC there? It, pro- probably not. I don't. I don't, I don't just, I, I wouldn't think that anyone – there are very few coaches I would look at walking into a job and go, yeah, he's going to be a success. Um, I'm not I – don't, I don't – that franchise has to do something, has to show something, some signs, more signs of life, I think, for me to sign off on anybody that I think I'm kind of mm, iffy on. It wasn't for offense, but, I mean, what, he was, he's been at USC this last year, right? And they – I mean – Who? Wasn't Kingsbury at UFC, USC this past – fall uh was he really doing what it was the oc i thought for no Caleb, for really? caleb williams mm-hmm. Se- yeah senior offensive analyst oh he yeah. wasn't their oc okay never mind i thought he was their oc which kind of was me there like, I don't... so he's there he just okay well let's take i was gonna say they, they still didn't do much winning with him in the oc but he wasn't the oc but either way i don't i think it's like a lot of things he, you know if they get a quarterback he's gonna look a lot better but I, I honestly think the Raiders, you know, now we'll see what hiring Pierce does for them, but the, the reports all had it that he spurned the Raiders to go to the Commanders, and I, I it wouldn't surprise me if in a couple years we're going to go where they kind of dodged that. I think he's much more cut out to be a coordinator than a head coach. Like, if you watch any of the Cardinals hard knocks, in-season hard knocks from last year, he is an undynamic guy. Right, like Mike McDa- Mike McDaniel with the Dolphins, you know, is kind of a low talker and a mumbler, but there's a dry sense of humor. He will mumble talk his way into something funny yeah. and cut up the room. And you saw in that in that post game clip when they lost here, the command he can have over over a room full of players. Um, Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach just struck me as someone impersonating a head coach. Yeah. You think he might be more the type of guy that just wants to have shut his, plays his, shut his door in the office and look and at the make film plays and, and yeah. yeah. And, and plenty of guys have success doing that, so maybe. But yeah. is, he, is he a leader of men? I think that's more on the head coach. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right, like when you see Dan Campbell have that success, like what do you want? You want a leader of men and a tactician to be great. That yeah. seems to be Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. By all accounts, it is Andy Reid uh, looking at it for, as, from an outsider perspective. Dan Campbell seems to be the leader of men. No doubt about that. You know, Ben Johnson's given all the credit offensively for being the tactician. You know, and Ben Johnson, the idea that Ben Johnson didn't take the commander's job because, you know, Eric Eager said that Johnson – doesn't really want to be a head coach. Just kind of likes his plays and being the OC. When they did hard knocks, did anybody watch the Lions hard knocks? Mm-mm. Am I the only one that watches that show? You may you may be. May you watch been. it? I watch it. I just don't get it on my TV service, so kind of hard to find. Did you watch any of the Lions one, though? No. Oh, good Lord. Surrounded by... I know you're swamped watching oh, yeah. NYPD Blue for the 50th time. You watched the Jets one this yeah. year? Um, there's all kinds of Aaron Glenn as the defensive coordinator, but you'd have thought Deuce Staley was the offensive coordinator. Hmm. Because the two of them are barking about drills. You never see Ben Johnson. Hmm. 
Which I that just dawned on me when Eric's like, yeah, I don't think he wants to be a head coach. And I'm like, well, you know what? I don't even remember him. I think like, I thought yeah, Deuce Staley was, was the offensive magnetic. coordinator. Yeah. When I was watching, I thought he was the offensive coordinator. And then I looked and it's like, he's like, I don't even remember. I don't even think he's there anymore. But I'm like, what? Who's the offensive coordinator? I guess if you have a, a, a head coach with that type of mentality, you can have the, the OC just be, hey, I'm just going to cook up the the plan. You, you, you get them all excited. Here's here's the here's the battle plan. Yeah, and if it's successful, they're early on. I mean, zero and six start a year ago, and they've they've been fantastic since they jumped off the mat after that start. They've been one of the better teams in the league. Uh, we give away Joe's Kansas City Barbecue. You can get some tonight. Joe'sKC.com. Put your order in. Pick it up on your way home. 47th Mission, 119th and Strangline, and 117th and Row. Remember, right across the parking lot at 119th and Strangline is the Kansas City Barbecue Store. i uh, got some beautiful weather coming. Get outside. You like to cook outdoors. You know somebody who loves to cook outdoors. You want a great Valentine's gift. You know a Joe's Kansas City gift card hmm. is good at Joe's and the Kansas City Barbecue Store. They can use it at either. Nice. How about that? I'll get you one today if you've got someone who loves to cook outdoors, a uh, Joe's Kansas City Barbecue uh, gift card would be a great gift this Valentine's season. So uh, get there today. 913-3810-810. We'll take a break. Take some phone calls next here in the program. It's always a lot of fun sitting in here during the breaks listening to two Missouri fans. Dueling banjos of basketball sorrow. Boy, watching that has to feel like more of a, a later scene in that movie than the than the banjo yes. scene. Somebody squealing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know about that, Caden? No. Maybe well, that's his nickname. We gotta have a nickname for him by six o'clock tonight. I still liked. I didn't mind Jockey. I didn't. I mean, Hermit. The thing about Hermit is, is it? it that's, He's a hermit, and that's a yeah. that's a combination of a like creativity meets opportunity. He He's hasn't like given six, us five. How tall are you? Six three. If you were like a wee little fella, He's just, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's it. What about, like calling him uh, tiny or something. What about? Um, I like Jockey. What about? Well, well then that, that's well, now out. we can't call you Jack. You can't like it. What about Baby Wimby? Because he's tall, but he's too not wordy. that tall. No, yeah, way too wordy. Little Wimby? No. Lil. Have we ever gone with one of yours? Jockey was good until he said he liked it. I've never. Maybe, I know. That's why, maybe that's why he said that, so we wouldn't do it. I've uh, never. Uh, I've never suggested one. By the way, M- M- Missouri home for A and M on Wednesday. If they lose, they'll be the first team in Missouri history to start zero and ten in conference. Will they win? No. No, they're not going to win. Nine one three three eight. I gave it a second to see if I could be oh swept, dude. I I had him winning Saturday by double digits. I know. And I looked at, uh, I was like, that that wasn't even close. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to Jazu Jay. You're in the program, Jay. What's going on, buddy? Sure, and I watch Hard Knocks. Okay, and it's a great TV show. I know usually. you love it. You and I always compare notes about it. We're the only civil, <laughs> civilized people in this room. That's right. And you know what? The Miami Dolphins in season was actually pretty uh, interesting. I agree. I thought it was really good. I'm with you 100%. Hey, question for you. So with Omenihue out, who will be playing in that spot? Will it not be George Karloftis? 
Well, and that's I, I, I'm wondering that as well. He is a powerful player. He plays with great strength and leverage. And so I think there's a chance that George Karloftis will slide in and it'll just look a little bit like the NASCAR package. Um, otherwise... I don't know where where are we going. That's why I think that is if there's an underrated part, and, I, and I've talked about this, I've, I've like all of a sudden Canada. I've done three hits in Canada, right? But I was on an Edmonton, and I talked about the corners being an underrated part that that people, you know, they, he's like all oh, the weapons of the 49ers. and I'm like, well, the Chiefs, you know, probably as well equipped to handle those weapons as anybody. They've got good coverage linebackers. They've got two great corners. But, you know, I think if there is an underrated part of it, it's that it's not just a Menehu. It's a Menehu and Derek Noddy that you're down a lot of the, you know, snaps, quantity of snaps. Like, are we going to see Chris Jones be completely worn out come mid-third quarter? You know, I, I think that is the underrated factor that's maybe not getting enough play nationally is just where are the Chiefs going to turn and how is Steve Spagnuolo going to do things? Tershawn Wharton, I'm sure, is going to play more snaps uh, for sure, but it, it, it could be something kind of funky like the, you know, all the DNs, you know, uh, Felix Anu, DK Uzama. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe it is Karloftis who slides inside and FAU is on the outside with Michael Dana. You know, you might as well put your four best bodies out there. Yeah. That could be the approach. Just looking at snaps, obviously the last week that you can't look at because the injury occurred in the game. But at Buffalo, 77 defensive snaps. Karloftis uh, was in for 64, 83%. That was the most among the defensive ends. Amenehu was in for 44, 57%. So that's, that's the number of snaps you've got to fill in with the other players. You've got to find about 44 of 77. Well, here's I'll make you feel a little better, guys. And, and one is George Karloff, assuming my math is right, because Omenahue was suspended for what six games, mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. didn't put. I mean, I didn't count that against Omenahue. But George Karloff is averaging five point uh, point five seven sacks a game, and Omenahue was at point five. George Karloftis is averaging 4.7 tackles per game, and Omenahue is at 2.8. To me, if you're just looking at the numbers, and I know there's a more to it than, than just that, right, but it seems like it's kind of a one-for-one thing there. Now, they are a little thin, but I believe this game's going to be won in the trenches, probably, and and then surrender to one other quick point. The Pro Bowl is the most worthless uh, NFL thing they do all season. There, there was nothing of worthy yesterday at two o'clock in the Pro Bowl. You weren't you weren't on the edge of your seat with the tug of war. No, I mean, uh, no way. And last but not least, Seren, I think we're kind of underestimating this DUI by Patrick Mahomes Senior. and and the headache that it's going to cause, at least for the next couple of days, and the distraction. I, I I hope I'm wrong, but this is a team distraction, whether we like it or not, for the best quarterback to ever have played and I think it'd be kind of hard to compartmentalize something with your father that is a national story now and um uh, all that's not there, guys. I love right. the show and uh, looking yeah. forward to victory next week. Yeah, I hope so. Absolutely, Jay. And always good to hear from you, buddy. I I think you're right. You know, a couple of years ago his brother was you know, there was always mm-hmm. seemed to be something about him. Um his, his wife would have a social media thing, or was you know just spraying the fans. Like, right. you know, what what it was, and you know, and I remember just saying like, you know, give the man a break. You know, could he just? And because I I said on top of that, he's building a home, just got married, and is having a second kid. 
Like, that's a lot of crap to deal with. Well, you know, a lot of that has settled down. I mean, I know we've had an update on the Jacksons' arrest and trial and whatnot, but it looks like nothing's going to happen there. But to his credit, it's been pretty quiet on his front, right? Yeah. Or am Absolutely. I just not no, looking I, hard enough? I'm on I'm on those sites a lot, and I've seen nothing from yeah, him for I, a year. You know, um, you know, and maybe all this is just being completely overshadowed by the fact that Taylor Swift is at the stadium all the time. But largely, his life seemed to have calmed down. His house is done. His, I don't know, maybe he's building seven other houses elsewhere. I don't know. But I just know how much of a drain on my time and psyche that was uh, when we just renovated a house, right? Like, so... You know, and and kids change your life. You just did their wonderful addition, but you got to figure out how you're, you know, got to get things done in less time now. And so it seemed like things were kind of calm. And now, you know, the guy that you would think would be the calming influence is now creating drama. I'm optimistic this will not affect him. I'm optimistic that he's handled worse, so this shouldn't be a problem. But, yes, I, I think it is significant for sure. All right, Trent Williams, the fourth player to be named to 11 Pro Bowls before playing in his first Super Bowl. Name any of the other three. Brought to you by Good Sense.